Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Comard here with Comard's NFTs, bringing you another episode of Comard's class. Today, we are going to be talking about wallet security and the fundamental basic best practices to help keep you and your crypto and NFTs safe. How are we going to do this today, guys? We've got a ton of information coming your way. Have a pen, have a notebook, be ready to go. Take notes because I promise you're not going to want to miss this. All right, real quick though, before we dive in, I do want to give a quick shout out to our partners that does include Smush Friends, Many Friends, One Heart, a community of NFT projects focused on positivity through example. You can find them at smushfriends.com. Also partnered with Stoner Guitars. He does manage the audio editing for us. Stoner Guitars is a NFT project of Stoner Guitars that has a lot of benefits and utility for you. You can find them right there on Twitter with Stoner Guitars underscore. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to be talking about wallet security. And in our wallet security, the object here is to give you the fundamentals and the basics to keep your assets safe and secure. The topic of study is Web3 cryptocurrency and NFTs. The objective here is to give you the help you need to keep your assets safe and secure from malicious attacks and or scammers. There's a couple of things that I think you guys need to know beforehand. The first of which is that as the crypto space grows and Web3 gains momentum, there is an increased amount of malicious attacks, scams, and even rug pulls that do take place within the space. Now, according to CNBC, with the link that's shown here on screen, you guys can see that we've had an increase of 516% in these types of cyber crimes from 2020 of 3.2 billion. That's huge, you guys. 72% of these stolen funds were taken from DeFi protocols and losses from these scams have climbed to a staggering 82% that total $7.8 billion worth of cryptocurrency. Guys, think about that for just a moment. Most of us in this space right now and most of us in this class, in this live session right now, are dealing with hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars on a consistent basis, okay? Now, that being said though, how many people do you think are literally being pocketed for that kind of dollar? I mean, seriously, to equal that much money, $7.8 billion, what the hell? Like seriously, you know, there's no reason for that at all. So one of the things I wanted to do here today, guys, was point out different ways that you can keep safe, different ways that you can manage these things in a way that again, you're not going to lose this money and you're certainly not going to contribute to that $7.8 billion worth of cryptocurrencies being stolen every year. Now, the other thing I want to take into consideration here, you guys, is this. It does not necessarily account for the fact like projects of Bored Apes or CryptoPunks whose value have gone up. It also does not necessarily take into account the number of people that are coming into the space each day. Understand, you guys, there are thousands of people entering into the NFT slash cryptocurrency space every single day. These numbers are going to climb simply from those two facets alone. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that one person is losing a billion dollars. You know, I know many of you who have been prone or have fallen victim to these scams and lost a couple hundred bucks, hundred bucks, a couple NFTs. 
thousands of dollars worth of NFTs. And so you need to understand that every dollar adds up. Okay, guys. So that's why I wanted to point this out to you. And, and, and I don't want you guys to take your, your few dollars that we work really, really hard for. I mean, because let's be honest, there's not one person in this class, in this podcast listening right now that has not worked their asses off to earn the dollars that they're earning, whether it's through NFT sales, crypto trading, whatever it happens to be. We work our asses off for that money, guys. Let's not give it away. Okay. And that's truly the ultimate purpose of today's class is to not give that shit away. As these numbers continue to climb, we all need to do our part to remain safe and help others to implement practices that will best safeguard those assets as well. Safety on Web3 space starts with you. I'm going to repeat this again. Web3 safety space starts with you. Guys, what I mean by that is if you are not doing what you need to be doing to maintain safety for yourselves and or sharing that information for other people to maintain safety, then we've already dropped the ball. That is why I am offering this class. That is why I'm sharing my knowledge, my experience of cyber safety, of web safety. Okay, it's not because I think that, I don't know, it's not because I'm tooting my own horn here. It's because I want you guys to be safe. I know how hard I work to earn the dollars that we earn. There's no reason, and it pisses me off to no end to know that some of you guys have been taken. And if I can do something about that to keep you guys from being taken, then by God's, I'm going to do it. Now, safety on Web3, again, it starts with you, and that's why Comart's NFTs and Comart's class more specifically is here to help. How are we helping? Because we're going to show you guys what we do to protect ourselves. Now, I do want to throw a disclaimer out here real quick and let you guys know. I do not expect you guys to take some of the things that we do to the extreme that we do. It doesn't make you any less safe per se, and it doesn't guarantee any more safety either. So I want you guys to understand that. You know, ultimately, at the end of the day, everything that we're going to suggest throughout this class is up to you whether you enact it or not. But here are what we consider to be good practices. Let's start by never. Wait, what? Never click on unknown links, open emails that you do not who they are from, or click on emails and links in the emails that you are not familiar with. Well, wait a minute. What if I get an email from Publishers Clearinghouse and they say I got to click on this link to get my $10 million? Well, do you know that link? Then don't click on it. Do you know the person that sent you that email directly? Then don't open it. Simple as that, guys. Here's what you don't understand. If you open an email from somebody that is really good, like myself at coding and programming, guess what? As soon as you open your email, I can drain your bank accounts. Sorry, it can happen. Don't open emails. You do not know who they are from, you guys. It is an unnecessary risk. I've got friends of mine that in real life that when they change their phone numbers, I do not answer their phone calls if I do not have their number programmed into my phone, period. I do not answer their calls, and it makes them so mad. But it's kind of funny, too, because they all know that's who, who I am. I'm not going to answer your call. I'm not going to respond to your text if I don't know who the hell you are, period. Okay, and chances are that number is going to be blocked until I figure out who it is. So, again, guys, watch what you're clicking. Do not just click on shit. You know, most of us think about it as common sense not to open up or click on hidden NFTs within our OpenSea profiles. Most of us. And occasionally some of us get suckered in by FOMO or whatever. And we click on one. 
And then two days later, we find out our wallets are empty. Same principle here, guys. Now, there are some things that you can do to ensure the safety of a link, of an email, of a currency, of a company or project. Go to Google. Google.com is one of the safest URLs you guys can visit. Like for real. Go to Google. Search the company. Search the URL. Don't just type in the URL and go to it. No. Search the URL. See what kind of results are showing. Look at the reviews. Look at the feedback. Look at the different links that are projecting to that URL. Guys, those are all ways that you can do your own research and learn whether or not these projects and or companies are legitimate. Avoid phishing scams. Guys, that's exactly what we're talking about when you click on a, a NFT within your OpenSea account, all right, that you do not know who it's from. It could very easily be a phishing. Simple. Don't click it. Same principle. NFTs, FOMOs, and emails are rampant in the cryptocurrency and Web3 world right now, you guys. Be careful while making crypto and NFT transactions and to avoid any suspicious and or unknown links. I hope we understand that, guys, because that's one of the biggest downfalls and one of the biggest things that will open you up to scams and loss. All right, next, keep several wallets. And don't be afraid to keep more than 10 individual wallets. Never keep any of your assets or all of your assets in a single wallet. Guys, right now, Komar himself has more than 10 wallets on 10 different wallet organizations from MetaMask, Crypto.com, Coinbase, and on and on and on. There is a reason that Comard only has one wallet on any single wallet provider. We're going to get into that. All right. Use cold wallets. A cold wallet, for those of you that don't know, is a wallet that is not regularly connected to the Internet. And, it, and you, with that, you should be housing the biggest majority of your assets, especially for your long-term holds on those wallets, you guys. Have a burner slash public wallet. Guys, you think for a second I don't have a burner wallet? <laughs> I've actually had three in the six months that I've been here because two of them did get burned. And it doesn't hurt my feelings, not one bit. Let me explain to you why. I give out an address for a burner wallet. A wallet that I have no intention of necessarily keeping. Don't keep anything of value in there, whatever. And people will ask me all the time, hey, what's your wallet address? I want to send you an NFT. Okay, great. Send me an NFT. Here's my address. Do I tell them it's a burner address? No, not necessarily, but that's where it goes. And here's the punchline. If I click on it and it happens to be a phishing or some sort of rampant thing and it starts taking all the other NFTs or anything like that, guess what? I'm out nothing, nothing. If it's not a phishing NFT, great. Then I know it's safe and I can forward it on to where it needs to be. So again, out nothing. Uh, the wallet is to keep people from doing random airdrops that could be malicious to one of your primary wallets that could lead you to a loss of assets. Okay, and when I say assets, I'm not referring to just NFTs. Use a secured internet connection, you guys. I have seen people do this, and I think it's absolutely insanity. Do not go to your local McDonald's and use the public Wi-Fi to make transactions. Like, wait a minute. What are you doing? Like... That's like taking your pants down in front of everybody and letting them see everything you got 
and no care in the world. You guys, you're waiting to be taken. Don't do that. Do not use public connections, period. If you are making a transaction, do not use a public connection, whether it's McDonald's, your local Denny's, whatever it is, I don't care. Don't use it, period. All right. Is it okay to use it to browse? Sure. You can browse. Don't sign your wallet in anywhere. Think about using a VPN. A VPN, for those of you that don't know, is a virtual private network. And what it does is it changes your IP address and location and helps keep your browsing activity safe and private from threat actors. We already touched on never use public internet to make transactions. Always, always, always use two-factor authentication when available. Guys, here's the deal. This is probably one of the best security measures in the world for protecting your assets. And here's why. Generally speaking, a two-factor authentication is tied either to something like Authy or Goothy Authentic or Goothy, Google Authenticate. Okay. And those are generally tied to your physical handheld smart device via its IP address. I want to explain something here to you guys. Everything, I don't care what it is, if it connects to the internet, it has an IP address. Again, if it connects to the internet, it has an IP address. Just so that we're clear on that. So this is a timely changing code that the most popular app in this field is Google Authenticator. Guys, do your own homework. I'm not going to recommend one over another. I'm not going to tell you which one I use or don't use. But what I am going to tell you is it is a second layer of security that requires a code for every login into your wallet and or accounts. It ensures that without access to that physical device that you're holding in your hand, or somebody having hacked it, it is impossible for somebody to log in. So the question becomes, why in the hell would you not use two-factor authentication? Like, wait, what? And what do you think the odds are that you're going to be hacked on your own personal device? I'm going to tell you right now, it's pretty slim to none and none left town. The people that are getting their devices hacked are people like, as an example, Bill Gates, people like the president. Why? Because they're people of power. They're people of money and people who want into their lives to ruin them in some way, shape or form, whether it's financially, professionally, whatever the case is. Elon Musk, we use him as an example. I guarantee you if somebody had the opportunity to hack one of his devices, they'd certainly take it. Again, not likely to be hacked. Possible, but not likely. When using a web wallet, you should ensure, such as MetaMask, that there is an SSL on the URL in your address browser. Guys, for those of you that don't know, SSL stands for Secure Security Link. And what that means is, is that your website, your domain, your hosting provider has provided you with this certificate stating that your website is safe from hacks and malicious attacks. That's basically what it says. Now, Generally speaking, you will see a padlock at the very start of your browser address bar. If that padlock is not locked, guess what? <laughs> it's not an SSL. If it's locked, it's an SSL. So if you go to a website, ADAP as an example, and you do not see a padlock that is locked or the HTTPS in the front of the address, guess what? You're not on a secure site and you should get the hell out of there, period. Now. If you have questions about HTTPS or HTTP, 
please let me know at the end of the class. I will definitely get that information to you guys. Secure your personal devices. Don't care if it's a laptop, a computer, a phone. It doesn't even really matter. Okay, but secure those devices. Make sure that your devices are up to date with the latest virus definitions to defend against newly discovered vulnerabilities. Use a strong antivirus and, and, and firewall to improve your device's security to avoid hackers from taking advantage of the weaknesses by writing code that target any vulnerability. If I had to guess, I would say half of you have no idea what the hell a firewall even is. Okay, and the other half of you that have heard of it maybe have a basic understanding, but I'm gonna tell you this. There are devices that without firewalls, simple as, they're simple to get into. Guys, get yourselves a firewall software. Again, I'm not gonna recommend one. I'm not gonna tell you what I use or don't use because I want you guys to do your own homework. If you wanna talk about it on offside notes, whatever, I'm cool with that. We can talk about the different providers that are out there. But again, make sure that you guys have this stuff in place because these are the things that are going to make sure that you guys are protected to the best of your ability. Remember, I said make sure your devices are up to date with the latest virus definitions. <laughs> I'm about to contradict myself here in just a second. Turn off your auto updates for both applications and device operating systems. Wait, you just said to keep everything up to date. Yes, I did. But you want me to turn off auto update? Yes, I do. Well, that doesn't make sense. It will. Here's the deal, guys. You want to make sure that all of your stuff is up to date at all times. However, in case of a security breach being discovered, you're better to allow some time before making those updates. Example, iOS. For those of you that are iOS device holders, know that iOS is constantly pushing out updates. Constantly. Sometimes as many as two or three a week. Sometimes as one a week. Okay. It just varies. I never update before two weeks. So I'm always two weeks behind the eight ball on my iOS devices. Here is why. If a new update comes out from any of these providers, I don't care if it's my firewall provider. Don't care if it's my iOS provider. Don't care. There is always a potential vulnerability that has not yet been discovered in the security of those devices and or updates. So you are better off being a week or two weeks behind on your updates than you are to update right out of the gate with everybody else. And I know most of you, because you're heavily involved within the internet and the Web3 space, have heard of when people have updated their devices, they have all kinds of problems. I hope you're paying attention here. I want you to keep your stuff up to date, but again, turn off auto updates. Let those updates come and watch them and check on them. I promise you, any of these companies that are reliable and absolutely amazing companies in my mind, okay, such as Apple, they're going to have notes. They're going to be able to tell you what's going on. They're going to have blogs. They're going to have forums that people are going to be reporting various issues from the updates. Let them be the guinea pigs, you guys. Don't put yourself at risk for them. Change your passwords often. <sighs> guys, I know... There are people right now that are listening that have the same password for everything. Now, here's where it gets even better. Not only are they using the same password for everything, they've been using the same password for years, decades. Hmm, not real safe, especially if somebody that gets to know you and decides they want to rob you. Hmm. 
There are a number of softwares available for both mobile devices and computers to aid you in keeping your passwords secure and up to date. Do your own research for looking for these softwares, guys, or using them. As a side note, Comard and Comard's NFTs uses a 256-bit password encryption tool for everything and on all passwords are changed every 30 days. To give you an idea, 256-bit, just a number, right? Most general people have passwords that are averaging about 24 to 36-bit encryption. So, you know, if you have... And, and just for the sake of it, we're going to go with it. Let's say that your favorite animal is rhino and you are a fan of 1972 for whatever reason. Okay, so you're going to go rhino 1972. And you that is literally a 9-bit uh, uh, password encryption. So a device, and there are devices that have been created out there to break passwords. Um, some of them can break 256-bit password encryptions. Some of them can break 512-bit password encryptions. But my point is, is that if you're not using a combination of symbols, letters, numbers, things along those lines, and longer than the average of 24 characters, you're way less than 256. And again, some of these softwares will allow you to do even higher. Um, and they do send reminders out for you saying, hey, it's time to update the password for this or for that. Every 30 days, we are updating our passwords with a new 256-bit password. And none of our passwords on any of the stuff that we do is exactly the same. None of them. Why? Because these generators create them. If you pick to choose and use a generator service slash software, such as what I have chosen, make sure, make sure, make sure that is a trusted and reliable company and or software. Guys, don't think for a minute that there are not copycat companies out there that will literally build this quote-unquote password generator to help keep you safe only to take your passwords and do with them what they will. Never, ever, ever save and store your passwords in any auto-form, auto-fill kind of situation ever. Guys, if somebody gets into your computer or your device, and you've got it auto-saved and to auto-fill, guess what? Oh, well, looks like I can get in there and transfer all your NFTs to me. Yay! I just got some more NFTs. Woot, woot. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Because let's be honest, while most of us are diligent with our devices and making sure that we keep them on our persons 99.9% .9 of the time, we do have shit happen in our lives and we do forget those devices in various locations, including public places where other people have the potential to get access to those devices. Guys, don't autofill anything. This should be a given, but for some reason I feel like it's not. Never ever give out your seed phrases, ever, for any reason to anyone. Store all of your wallet seed phrases and wallet information offline. Do not store it on a computer or on a phone that connects to the internet regularly. Because if somebody finds out you're in a crypto space and they think you've got all kinds of money, whether you do or don't, doesn't matter. If they think you do, they're going to come in and they're going to try to take what they can take. So again, do not store that stuff online. Always store it offline. Items to use include notebook. How about outside your home, such as a bank safety deposit box? Guys, 
I literally have a notebook in my safe here in my home, okay, that has all of my seed phrases and wallet information and all of that stuff. I also have it in my will that in the event that I die, my attorney will then take it over and make sure that the assets are divided out and taken care of to provide for my family. Okay, and we'll get more into that in a little bit. But the other side of it is, is I also have a copy of these things in a safety deposit box in a bank. Be safe. Keep your shit together. Double check destination addresses. Guys, remember earlier when I told you that the only time I have ever lost NFTs and or cryptocurrency is when I have not double checked the addresses and or tested the addresses. Guys, check, recheck, double check, triple check. You work too damn hard to just give your shit away into space. You know, I, I've literally sent thousands of dollars at this point um, into dead space that nobody can seem to apparently get a hold of. It was like I sent it to a dead wallet and it just burned itself. There's no way of recovering that. None. We work too hard for that, you guys. Don't do that. Look, when you send an NFT, go ahead and send the NFT, but double check that address first. You can check the first four or five characters, check the last four or five characters. Generally speaking, you're going to be on point. You know, if you're like me, you literally match character for character. Guys, there are sites out there that allow you to match characters. It'll see where the duplicates are. Don't be afraid to look at those duplicate sites. When it comes to sending cryptocurrency, never, ever, 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 ever send the full amount of what you're trying to send the first time. Test it with a smaller amount to ensure that it is not only going to the correct person or place, but it is getting there in a timely manner in which you feel it should be getting there. Especially if you're like me and you always pay max gas to get money where it needs to go. You know, you want to make sure it's getting there. Send dollar, send $3, send $5, but never ever send a hundred, 500, 10,000 at once. Keep your holdings private guys. You see me all the time talk about, oh, I just picked up this NFT or, oh, I just picked up that NFT or, oh, I have this uh, crypto. Yep, I do. But I never tell you where it's at. I never tell you the exact amounts ever. There's a reason. Number one, I'm not going to brag. All right. First and foremost, there's nothing to brag about in my opinion. What you have is what you have. What you don't have is what you don't have. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make you any better than the next guy sitting next to you. I've always been a firm believer that I'm better than nobody else. I'm just in a different place in my journey at this time. You guys should be that way as well. So keep your private holdings private. Don't worry about telling everybody what you do or don't have. It's okay to share NFTs that you pick up to support that artist and show people that, hey, this artist is worth looking at. That's different. But don't be out there bragging about it, okay? Because you're really just opening yourself up to be attacked. All right. Think about future life events, you guys. We touched on it briefly, and I said I was going to touch on it some more. A will, okay, after death. And guys, nobody wants to think about dying. <laughs> Least of all me. I certainly don't want to think about death. But it's a necessary evil. So as morbid of a topic as it is, it's certainly worth a look at and something that we all need to think about for the safety of not only our assets, but what about our families, okay? And for many of us, we have families, and these assets at some point in time, even if they're not today, worth 
a shitload of money, they have the potential to be in the near future. So in the event that you die, if you don't have things put in play to keep your family and your assets safe, then everything that you're doing right now will be for nothing. Don't let it be for nothing. Make sure that you inform someone you trust, a family member, typically or generally speaking, that is aware of these wallets and the investments. Keep the necessary information available and accessible to those that you have entrusted with this information. Have them put into a will that the information will be passed along when and in the event of your death. Guys, I have seen it happen um, as a former employee of Apple. People would call in and be like, hey, my mom died and I'd really like to get access to her Apple account so I can download this information and keep it for our family and all of these different things, right? Without the proper documentation, I couldn't help that person. They didn't have the proper documentation. They didn't have a court order. Make sure you've got stuff lined out for your families, right? And crypto is just the start of that, right? If you're investing in crypto, you're investing in NFTs, you need to make sure that that stuff is readily accessible for them because that is how you're going to provide for your family in the event of your death. And if you're anything like me, you're constantly thinking about your family. I hate to say it. Please, please, please think about your families. Think about your futures. Make sure your families are set up. You also need to understand that it doesn't matter what you do. If you're doing it online, you need to try and think like a hacker, a scammer, or somebody attempting to do a purposeful rug pull. And I know this is going to sound really weird, but it's okay. Thinking about these things in this manner are going to allow you to be safer because it will allow you to be able to better prepare for most situations. Guys, we're never going to be able to think about everything all the, all the time. Kind of like we're never able to please 100% of the people 100% of the time. You need to prepare yourself as best as you can. If you do not take these precautions and utilize them diligently and make them a daily habit, you're more susceptible to being a part of that billions of dollars worth of loss every year. Guys, again, you work too fucking hard for your money. I do not want to see you guys get scammed out of it in any way, shape, or form. These are practices. Everything that we have gone through today is exactly what Comards NFTs does. And I can tell you with assured security here, we have never lost anything that was not from our own stupidity our own mistakes, meaning I sent a full amount rather than testing it of, of crypto to one, from one wallet to another. Or I sent an NFT without double-checking the wallet address. Those are the only mistakes that we've ever made. And again, can't blame anybody for them except myself. Do not get in a fire rush and try to get shit done, even if you're behind. And let's be honest, guys. Comart's a little bit behind these days because of some personal stuff and he's had to take some time away. But And I've been rushing. I've been rushing my ass off today. And I hope everybody got their NFTs that they had to get this morning, you know. And, I, and I'm 99.9% .9 certain because I did check and recheck addresses. But again, without doing these kinds of things, you guys, we have never lost anything. So 
there's a reason I'm, I'm passing this information on to you guys. I want you guys to be safe. I want you guys to make the money and, and provide for your families. That's, that's what we're here for. Now, it's important to know that even with these practices in place, you can and are still susceptible to potential theft and or scams. Nothing is foolproof, you guys. Nothing. Unless you're not on the internet, nothing's foolproof. I'm a pretty good coder, and I can get around a lot of things. But I know people that are 10 times better coding than me, and um, they make what I can do look like kids play. So, again, nothing is foolproof. And where there's a will, there's a way. And so if somebody figures out a way or a will or has a will to, to create a scam, unlike anything we've ever seen before, guess what? They'll make it, and they'll probably make some money off of it. So, again, nothing's foolproof. It's up to us to protect ourselves. And while some of us, some of the above practices may reduce and may seem tedious or to be an overreaction, I believe, Comard's NFTs believes that this is a better way and it's better safe than sorry. As a final closing note, you guys, we are here to help you guys. We are here to provide a service and make the world a better place. We do that through our NFT collections. Without you guys and without the support that you guys show us, not only in these classes and by the participation of these classes, or or things like that but by picking up those nfts to help support those charitable works that's how we do what we do we do appreciate you guys for doing those things and and again we couldn't do it without you thank you very much we love you and remember to ask yourselves how did you make the world a better place today